0: to a world of you podcast my name is Hayden Leonard an inspired traveler dedicated to self-discovery every episode hear intriguing interviews as well as different insights and perspectives on what makes you you thanks for tuning in and let's start unpacking the reality of you back everyone to the seventh episode of a world of view it's crazy to think that this is already lucky number seven lucky numbers are supposed to symbolize magic and good times and i'll tell you what as you can gather from the title today we're going to get into those good times talking about our feelings yeah but before i start I just ask you to take a moment and share the podcast. You can share the Facebook post dedicated to this episode. You can send it directly to someone who you feel would like it, or even just leave a comment. All these things help get the word out, and the 30 seconds that it takes has a bigger impact than you would believe. Every share is another smile on my face. So, feelings. When you first think about your feelings, you probably tend to think of them as these things covered in pointy spikes that only induce pain and suffering if you touch them. And if you feel this way about your feelings, you'll likely have done what society has told you to do, and that is box them up, put a lock on it, and stuff it in the closet. Feelings, we're told, are not fun. They are messy. They are uncomfortable. They are tied to memories and experiences that we do not want to relive. We don't want to deal with them. And we're programmed to have this fear around our feelings. There are generations living on earth that have grown up being told, do not talk about your feelings. Do not show any of your feelings. You keep those to yourself. You put a smile on your face and you pretend that everything is fine and dandy. Obviously, this is not a good nor healthy way to live your life. Science has shown what happens when we try to silence our feelings. It has a negative impact on us both mentally and physically. But even in today's world where people say that we should be open about our feelings and say that we should embrace them, we're still met with resistance. Not only from others, but from ourselves. We still have this stigma that our feelings equate to weakness and vulnerability and those, those are bad. But really what it comes down to, if you strip away the lies and and the things that we tell ourselves, we're afraid of what our feelings mean, what they represent. We're afraid of what we're going to feel, what we're going to be told But what happens when we repeatedly push them away? If I continue to ignore my feelings about a situation because I don't want to feel guilty about the role that I played in it, that guilt does not go away. It's going to sit there and it's going to stew. And every time I'm alone with my thoughts, it's going to poke its head up and just let me know it's still there, still waiting for me to acknowledge it. And every time something triggers that feeling, my mind instantly is going to go to that situation and it's going to put me in a bad mood. And the more that I run, the more effort I have to put in to continue to suppress this feeling. And this fear is what keeps us stagnant. It is what keeps us from sitting in our feelings. We believe that it's easier to keep it bottled up inside than it is to listen to what our feelings are telling us. It's easier to pretend that it doesn't bother you, that your feelings are wrong. They are irrational. None of it is true. And we lie to ourselves to say that we are going to suffer less by suppressing than if we were to feel. But what we don't realize is that we only suffer when we hide our feelings. We suffer because we aren't being authentic. We're not being honest with ourselves. And for a lot of us. Life is about trying to understand who we are and why we're here. But how are you supposed to discover yourself if you can't even be honest about how you feel? This is why it's so important to learn how to sit with your emotions. Most of the struggle comes from ego. Our ego houses our judgment of the feelings. It's what tells us that our feelings are wrong, that we're unworthy to feel happy, that we should be ashamed of the way we feel. But our feelings are never wrong. Feelings are actually your brain, not your ego, but your brain. They're your brain's way of attaching meaning to an emotion or an experience. Everyone's brain makes feelings. Your brain isn't misfiring. It isn't glitching out. It's okay to feel however you feel by welcoming in that feeling and meeting it with an acceptance rather than pushing it away, shoving it aside. This is where our understanding comes from. When a feeling comes forward, what I've been taught to do is sit within it and not not get wrapped up in the situation it's attached to, but to be the observer. The observer, what does that even mean? Well, it means to almost watch the feeling As if you were sitting with it as a separate entity. It's separate from your awareness. And I do not judge in this space. I do not form opinions. I just sit with that feeling and I let it speak. I let it say its story. And once it's finished, then I can let it go. And then I can receive an understanding as to why I got the feeling in the first place. And what this really allows me to do is to deal with the feeling as it arises, but not get stuck in it. Because feelings are easy to get wrapped up in, and everyone's experienced it. When I first started creating things for the podcast, it evoked serious frustration out of me, multiple times. I don't get along with technology, and there were times when I could not get things to go my way. And one time in particular, I was trying to create my website and it made me so frustrated. I could not get things to go where I wanted. I could not find the way to create certain things. I couldn't get them to align a certain way. And once I did, I hit this thing to change the background theme that wouldn't go away and it erased everything. And I was so mad. I... In a fit of rage, tried multiple times to refund my purchase, get my money back, and say, "You know what? Screw this! Screw this! I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to find something else to make my website with." And I was so wrapped up in my frustration, I was calling it names. I was having a mini temper tantrum, and looking back, I can laugh and make fun of myself. But holy lord, in that moment, I just wanted to jump around. I wanted to stomp my feet. I wanted to yell at the top of my lungs. And I was so wrapped up in the frustration. And it can be simple, stupid, meaningless things that you get wrapped up in. Maybe, maybe you're upset that someone bought the same shirt as you and they wore it first. And now you're mad because everyone's going to think that you copied them, even though you bought it first and you didn't get a chance to wear it because you spilled ketchup on the only pair of pants that you would go with. So you react by being bitter towards everyone. Getting caught up in the feeling is not difficult. It is so easy, which is why it's so tricky. But, by sitting and observing your feelings, you can avoid getting dragged into it. Which brings me to my final point. Our feelings are more than just a prickly ball of unpleasantness. Feel goes beyond just our emotions. It's how we interact with the field of energy that is ever flowing all around us. For those who watch Star Wars, when we close off our feelings, we become like Luke Skywalker. We isolate ourselves on an island, hiding from everything and everyone because we don't want to feel. We don't want to face our past. We don't want to relive everything. And when we put ourselves on this island... The only thing that we succeed at doing is making ourselves suffer. But when we're open, when we're allowing the communication of our feelings to take place, we become connected to everything around us. Your feelings are no longer a hassle. They become a tool. They become a way to extend your awareness beyond just your physical body. However, we've been taught to see our feelings from a certain angle, to treat them as something that drags us down. Right from the get-go, we have a negative perception of our feelings and it only gets worse. We as humans tend to remember the one bad thing over the five good things. And what this does is it causes our perception of our feelings to become that much worse. But when we embrace them, when we... Create a platform for our feelings to speak to us. Not only do you eliminate the continual suffering of hiding from your feelings, you open yourself up to the world around you. You turn up the volume of your body's form of communication. You start to break down the wall that you put up in order not to feel. And you allow yourself to be present in the moment to be honest with yourself. And at the end of the day, that is what we all want, to feel genuine, to feel authentic. All right, today we welcome Karen Barker, a woman studied in various healing arts. She's qualified in Advanced Remedial massage therapy, craniosacral therapy, visceral manipulation, as well as being a Reiki master. She's well-equipped to treat you, whether it's mental, physical, or energetic. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure.
0: (laughs) How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm fantastic. We've got some sun in these beautiful mountains of Canberra, Alberta, so my heart is full of joy. And, you know, I always go, Hey, whatever makes my heart sing, I follow it.
0: (laughs) That's lovely. And speaking of joy, you have so many things that you do. You, you are studied in so many different things. What is it that you get the most joy from that you do every day?
1: Inspiration. When I inspire myself or others, In my work, in just being who I am. In that, um, I wanna, the image I get is being centered in, in, you know, the bliss of the universe, right? I, you know, like I I love going on walks, I love being in nature. I, and I also just, my heart opens when I, there's inspiration with someone that I'm treating or when they have this aha moment in their life because they've awoken to their own self-healing capabilities and really empowerment. Self-empowerment is something that is inspirational to me as well.
0: You mentioned there, you know, uh, working with clients and stuff like that. I'm sure doing Reiki, since it's an energetic practice, practice that that shifts energy and it can bring buried feelings to the surface how do you encourage people to sit with those feelings and really like you mentioned even just doing every day being focused and centered and feeling everything that we feel every day Mm,
1: interesting you know because we do sidestep feelings especially when they're They have a lower vibration, you know, like anger, fear, jealousy, you know, and the world is so in this chaotic place of fear right now. Um, It's hard to navigate the waters and, you know, reach out and cultivate within one's heart the um, frequency of love and compassion for oneself first and then for others. So I have, you know, in my work, um, I've trained with uh, a French osteopath for 30 years so i work with the brain the nervous system and you know it's fascinating you mentioned the reiki master um i had a client who basically said karen you're already running this reiki energy uh can i give you your you know first second third degree masters and i said absolutely and so when i work in my physical therapy um profession I just open my heart to allow the universe to really just channel these energies needed and I trust for that individual so if they're processing something on an emotional level which you have um, referred to and deep feelings or a, a time in their life or an event in their life that has caused them physical upheaval you know um, pain in their back or even as serious as cancer, this disease in their body. I um, have this little uh, exercise that um, one of my guides, uh, Jay Paul, shared with me. And it's really just about acknowledging in one's mind that I am feeling, well, let's say very frustrated right now or saddened about this specific topic, and it involves these people, or this person, or this event. And in the mind, acknowledging it, bringing it down into the heart, that beautiful um, the chakra or the spiritual heart, and allowing that love and compassion to be like a portal um, surrounding that frustration, that lower frequency, that vibration, with this love and support and seeing it as a cloud transform and dissipate um, into uh, the emotion of love, let's say. And then it's a reevaluation. So I go back, how am I am I feeling as frustrated? And I'll usually go, well, you know, I'm 15%. Let's be really honest with each other here. Well, I got to do the exercise again. So I bring that 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 energy into the heart center, surrounding it with that love and compassion. And as an exhalation, I release and send with the breath that energy out. And then again, third time round, reevaluate. Wow, no, I feel a lot lighter. So it's a way of processing because feelings are energy. You know, we can attach to them, really wallow in the mud puddle, or we can, you know, experience it, process it, transform it, and then move on, choose in this moment to be love, to be joy, which is our, I feel, our divine inheritance. (laughs) So that's kind of the skill set that I, you know, I coach them through that. And also, you know, just getting them things to do on their own and to handle some of the physical, the biochemical, the nourishment the body might need as in, you know, you fight a cold, you need vitamins, you need some support, you need better food, you don't go out and eat sugar, you know, so on many different levels, we can handle uh, that energy of our feeling.
0: And you mentioned there that, you know, some people that you work with, they, they have different physical ailments and and such, do you find that some of your clients, because they've buried their feelings, that it has transformed beyond just the, the feeling part into a physical ailment?
1: Absolutely. I truly have found 30 years of practice working with the physical body in this way. And my journey through it is that the, the frequency of that lower vibration or frustration, fear, feeling unsafe, feeling unloved, is rooted, can get rooted in the organ structure, affecting the function. When the brain uh, is saddened or too busy, let's say monkey brain, it discharges physiologically neurosynaptic responses into our second brain, which is our gut. So, you see a lot of, you know, stomach ailments, colitis, colon problems, lower back issues. So I truly, yes, do believe that the feelings um, do get rooted into the physical. And the physical is sometimes the last manifestation of that energy of the feeling or the thought form in the body.
0: So what you're saying is, is it, it's almost like a, like a process where it's, you start with the feeling, and if we continue to suppress it, eventually, with our body's last-ditch effort to try to get us to listen to it is become like a physical thing that that really screams at us for us to get our attention.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So very often, we just negate it, and the physical form finally tells us Okay look at this you got a, you got a gut ache you know you can't keep any food down or you're vomiting you know it's look at what's happening in your life slow down breathe take the time you know go out in nature look after yourself you know and the biggest gift this pandemic has given everybody is i don't think i've felt healthier in my physical body because i've had all this time you know to take care of myself you know, it's it's a necessity to really practice self-love and looking at those, you know, the physical ailments that we're having in that present moment, you know, so yes, if I have a tummy ache or I feel winded or I feel cold coming on, ah, it means to me, Karen, slow down, take care of yourself, pump yourself with a bit of vitamin C, zinc, look at what you're eating and just you know, uh, coming to oneself to be able to serve, you know, and, and just be healthy on all levels, right? You know, we're so phys- physically focused sometimes. Um, and, but most of my clients are saying, wow, you know, when you're working on my lower back, I'm feeling this time I fell off the playground when I was like, you know, five or six years old. And this happened to me, you know, and I felt really angry you know so very often i i do believe they're married definitely
0: yeah for sure it seems like we're in a world where our feelings are almost taboo if you will and you even just mentioning them gets you weird and uncomfortable looks from people who you know it's it's encouraged in society to talk about them but if you really talk about them people people look at you funny and they don't want you to open up why do you think that there's such a fear about being vulnerable in today's world? Well, it's just,
1: I, I believe it's a scary place to be in this third dimension, in this world we're living in. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a not an easy place to navigate. We're not in the Garden of Eden, though many disciplines on a spiritual or loving level. You know, my goal is to live heaven on earth, find that within myself so I can manifest that around me. And it is cultural as well, because in my travels of the world doing my work, I have found that very much the North American culture is what breeds keep your mouth shut, don't talk about your feelings, you know, put it aside. It, we're afraid to trigger other people with our honesty and our vulnerability. In areas, for instance, Italy or India, where I am, there's such this it's, it's just a totally different culture. It's it's non-comparable, you know. So they handle taking care of their medicine is even different, you know, their food is their medicine. Um, so it's it's very interesting. I, I believe it's truly a cultural thing, and we need to be warriors of love and being able to step forward and be honest with ourselves and express our emotions so that other people can deal with it. It's their trigger and we're enabling them just like we enable an alcoholic, right? It's really, um, uh, if we don't talk about our feelings, we're just enabling the whole suppressive oppressive, which causes depression, which is catastrophic right now. And um, deep, deep sadness.
0: For sure. Now, Do you think that Part of the part of our cultural hesitancy is because in order to be comfortable with somebody else's feelings, we have to be comfortable with our own. Hmm.
1: Interesting. I never feel I have to be comfortable with other people's feelings because those are their feelings and I'm the observer, and that's the way I navigate through my life. So if I was to. Um, Get any guidance to someone who said if you can just observe rather than be attached to someone else's feelings then it's not going to trigger or affect me I don't become part of the drama you know and I think the courage and the strength that I ask for as a, a human being navigating these waters here is that I have the courage and the strength to share who I am candidly in my work and what I write about um, in my podcast as well, so that others can feel that safety and that strength to be able to share their feelings. Because in the end, when we start, it's we're all one and the same. We're all feeling scared. We're all feeling vulnerable, unloved. And um, we realize wow, uh, we're all we're all experiencing the same stuff,
0: you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned your podcast there and off air, you were mentioning that you had just kind of had uh, another episode come through. And you mentioned feelings as portals. Can you expand on that and kind of give our listeners an understanding of what you mean by feelings are portals?
1: Yes, absolutely. It was um, amazing to me. And it, it gave me an aha moment in the sense of, well, if I choose in this moment love or being embracing pure love, let's say, in my beingness, in my vessel here, my humanness, it affects my cells, my mitochondria, my DNA. I could feel it radiate out like the sun in the sense of touching other people. And what I attract in my life is the frequency of love and let's take it a different step here. If we were to live totally in fear and this energy is consuming and embracing us profoundly, and that is all that we have in our being, we will create contraction of the heart, uh, blood flow. It'll affect oxygenation. It will bring dis-ease, disharmony into the body. We won't be thinking happy thoughts. We will be um, everything will line up to the frequency of fear. So as a portal, I always envision that like as a spiraling network of, of frequency, you know? So even jealousy, I mean, you know, if we're living in this portal of jealousy, then everything in our in our world resonates to jealousy. And I know it's not that black and white, but... My journey now in in my life of 60 years with the adversities I've experienced physically, emotionally, and mentally is that if I can truly become and embrace being pure love, it will affect everything. My words I choose to express to you, to a client, you know, uh, it would just Uh, radiate and be witnessed in every aspect of my life. The food that I create, like I said, the words I choose and how I am seen in the world
0: as well. To kind of sum that up. So what you're kind of saying is our inner reflects our outer, what we, what we take in and what we sit with is what we become.
1: Yes. And my image, I was given many years ago after waking up from a surgery was Be the sun, hold that sun in your heart as love and extend it out in all directions. And it will transform you physically. It will bring you beautiful feelings. It will also affect your thought process. And it will be, yes, radiate out in all directions, being the extension of that love and loveliness to everyone. And it will shift people around you and the world that you live in and what you manifest as well so and nothing you know and someone would say to me how about protection safety well when you are pure love there there is no protection you know it it, there you are protected it's it's just part of the the understanding you know and if i was to radiate fear or embrace fear in all ways which i have in my life you know i felt i was living hell on earth rather than heaven on earth And it was that waking up process for me that I'd be able to go, I can live my life from a platform of love rather than from a platform of pain and suffering. And right now in our world, we're all struggling as humanity to find and choose to get out of the fear. What kind of,
0: sorry, yeah, what kind of (laughs) steps did you take to try to... Climb out of that fear, if you will.
1: I have a daily devoted practice of breathing, breath work, Qigong, meditation. I don't even think, I, I wouldn't even dream of starting my day without feeling the connection to um, my uh, soul, for instance, or that love, that frequency. I found that I needed uh, people support around me but also I just got on my knees (laughs) and as a good Catholic girl, I just started to pray, (laughs) you know, get, you know, please show me the way out of this, you know, show me the way out of this. And um, so through my inner guidance, and I've always had an amazing connection with the unseen, the angelic realm, if you want to call it that, or guides, spirit guides, But when I was in that place of depth of the dark night of the soul or that fear, it's a disconnect. I don't feel connected to anything. I don't feel I feel connected more to hell than anything else. Right. So it was really making a choice that I, I don't want to live this way anymore. There must be a better way. And I became then an explorer. And right now, my heart is my guide. And that's how I explore my life. That's how I navigate my life. If I veer off of that, then, you know, I all all hell breaks loose, if I can say that. (laughs) And I, I just don't feel comfortable. It reminds me of a past, and I want to choose different. So in every breath, every moment, I say to myself, as I say to my client, you can choose love. You can choose in every moment, every breath something different yeah
0: Mm, for sure well it's like our feelings tell us so much about who we are you know what what is the biggest reason in your opinion we should embrace our feelings
1: you are right they are a navigation tool in our reality that we're creating and they're like the stop sign or the yield sign on the road of our life, if I can use that analogy. So when I'm feeling frustrated, that's a, that's a yield sign for me. I got to sit with it and find out why or else just transform the energy of that emotion. So when I have a good day, let's say, when I feel blissful and peaceful and at one with everything, I go, yeah, I'm rocking it. <laughs> you know, that's a big go light, right? That's a green light. Um, so, embracing our feelings uh, rather than stuffing or, or putting them on the shelf or even sidestepping them um, leads us to events and experiences in our life that our soul, our soul may need to explore and learn to choose. I believe we're here to um, experience uh, events so that we can always come back home and choose love and choose heaven on earth. And if we we do have free will. We can choose the other side too. You know, we can choose to live in frustration. We can choose to live in anger and jealousy and judgment. Um, But go at her. It doesn't work for me.
0: (laughs) For sure. For sure. Karen, thank you so much for coming on and sharing so much of your insight. It's been wonderful. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, blessings.
0: And now it's time for the community segment. Feeling feelings can be a challenge at the best of times. Today, we get to hear about what our contributors find is their biggest challenge. Today's question is, what is the hardest part about acknowledging your feelings? Our first guest today is Diane.
2: Hi, my name is Diane. And I think the hardest part about acknowledging my feelings is realizing I'll have to actually deal with them. I am very, very good at procrastinating and avoiding, you know, distracting myself with some sort of addiction, you know, be it video games, social media, (laughs) Facebook marketplace at the moment and to realize yeah that I have to deal with them that's the main thing and currently I'm dealing with uh, my childhood trauma and that you know uh, physical and sexual abuse and that's really hard like to realize I'll be going through that pain I'm excited about that though I'm excited to release that pain and you know, I've spent a lot of time my whole life really, like, hating myself, and uh, and now I'm learning to love myself. So, yeah, I think just dealing with it, because I have a hard time dealing with
0: things.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Dante McBride. For me personally, I think the hardest part for um, kind of acknowledging my feelings was accepting who I am. And that took me, you know, uh a while to fully 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 accept who I am. And I feel, you know, I and I grew up in a household where um the environment was so positive and supportive, so I think growing up I always felt, you know, I I I loved myself and I had value. But when it came to, you know, and having an understanding of my emotions and not feeling uncomfortable with the emotions. So like, you know, really, when I was in adolescence, really developing, I really struggled with the whole, I love you because it brought me into this like vulnerable point, even with my closest family members. Um, and that was because my emotions made me feel uncomfortable because I didn't fully accept myself. And I think I really, really broke through that barrier, um, through really important, meaningful, uh, relationships. Um, I think I really, really came to acceptance of myself when I was 16, around grade 10, and me and my probably my best friend uh, at the time we stopped being friends for you know certain circumstances, and after that point, uh, you know I really just started just looking at the day and saying what did I do today that was good, that what made me feel good, and ever since I really started doing that, and uh, I've and I'm re- I'm reconnected with that good friend of mine. And I have an an understanding that I have value, and so do my emotions.
4: Hi, I'm Sasha Korper. My tendency my whole life has really been to go up into my head and think things through. And so what I didn't realize about myself was that my sensitivity as an empath meant that I picked up other people's feelings a lot. Um, And fairly recently, in the last few months, I had a situation where I was tootling around my house and suddenly I was overcome with kind of like dizziness and, I, and I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't even stand up. I actually had to sit down on my couch and it was a thoroughly overwhelming feeling. And so when I called my teacher uh, a little while later, I contacted her and I said, like, this is the feeling I was having. She said, well, did you ask, is it mine? Because that was a real kind of eye-opener for me to realize that typically, if the emotions belong to me, I will not feel overwhelmed by them. So long as I'm allowing single emotions to flow through me in any given circumstance, I will not feel overwhelmed by them. It's in feeling overwhelmed, then I know that either I've got emotions that are stacking. So I've got compound emotions, emotions that are trapped over a long period of time. And that can happen when, um, you know, when somebody close to you Uh, dies and then um, somebody not close to you dies a little while later and you feel incredible grief over this person that you didn't know very well and you don't really understand why it is you're feeling this overwhelming grief it's because you haven't processed all the grief from your own loss right so there's that but there's feeling other people's feelings and that was what I was doing was I was actually picking up on my daughter's um, anxiety and it turns out I had had a conversation with her uh, just previously, and it was completely overwhelming. And so that could that was a really great lesson to, to me to understand that um, emotions are real things that affect the person physically, right that affect me physically. and that I need to be aware that if I am feeling overwhelmed, it's probably because the feeling itself doesn't actually belong to me.
5: Hi, my name is Billy. and The hardest part or the most challenging part to acknowledge my feelings is to basically have a space um, where I feel I can trust um, myself enough uh, to actually express my feelings. It's always an interesting navigation um, depending on the context that I'm in or anybody for that matter. because there's been so much extra time and extra things to navigate through, I haven't had a, the chance to give myself space uh, or a safe space to acknowledge or digest my feelings. That's been a that's been a big challenge. Um, it's a matter of me going through a to do list, right, a, as fast as possible because it seems like there's more demands uh, on my life and my time and my energy has been in a sense more taxed because of crisis situations if that be with my clients or with my students uh, as well as my patrons uh, in in one of my work uh, positions Um, i spend a lot of time holding space for others and by the time i come home i'm just exhausted so that's another uh, challenge uh, that is related to having a hard time expressing um, my my feelings and my emotions and my experience for that matter
6: my name is tracy and i think the hardest part about acknowledging my feelings for me is truthfully all of it i have spent most of my adult life and a lot of my childhood trying to not feel and not acknowledge my feelings because for me A lot of that is associated with um, pain and loss and, you know, very uncomfortable feelings. So I've, you know, chosen to not acknowledge my feelings, but I've realized over the last couple of years that when you repress your feelings, they don't go away. They simply bounce around inside your body. And they manifest in other ways like illness and disease and mental health issues. So I've tried to learn how to acknowledge those feelings and recognize that they were just situations that happened. And it's okay to sit in that pain or sit in that uncomfortableness, sit in that space to recognize the situation for what it is, to acknowledge that happened and to let those feelings go so that I can move on as a person and create a better life for myself and that's where I am.
0: Thank you to everyone who contributed today. Feeling feelings is sometimes an uphill battle which is why it's so important to recognize them when they show up but now I pose the question to you. What do you find is the hardest part about acknowledging your feelings? Be sure to share your answer on our Facebook page or on Instagram at a world of View podcast. And while you're there, hit that like button and hit that share button. Take care. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Have something to say? Head over to worldofview.com to find out how to share your message with the community, and for a chance to be featured as the weekly blog. Find your voice, and let's build this together.